theyeshiva.net. Rabbi, why, why Jacob's in Shlita? My dearest friends, this is a moment of forgiveness. Why should I forgive? Because holding on to hate and grudges is like inhaling poison, hoping that my enemy will die. Why should I forgive? Because when I don't forgive, a piece of my soul and my joy remain clotted and blocked. Why should I forgive? Because I never know when the last opportunity will be to ask or offer forgiveness. And I don't want to live with eternal regret. Why should I forgive? Because yes, people are petty and mortal and weak and traumatized. And they sometimes say and do the wrong thing. And I'm also that way sometimes. I want to forgive because I want others to forgive me. And I want Hashem to forgive me. Why should I forgive? Because we are all one, and when I cut you out of my life, a piece of me dies as well. Why should I forgive? Because my soul is infinite, and I will not reduce myself to be trapped in a petty orbit of small-mindedness. I am larger than all the hurt you may have caused me. That's why I choose to forgive. That's why you should choose to forgive. It's why we, today, should choose to forgive. I love you, and I bless you. Shalom Uvracha. This is Ariel Shoshan, the Rav of Ahavas Torah in Scottsdale, Arizona. Welcome to a moment of mechila, a moment of forgiveness. The Torah tells us at the beginning of Parashas Vayakel, Vayakel Moshe has called Adas Bnei Yisrael. Moshe brought all of Kal Yisrael together. Why did he bring them together and why only now? What is significant about this moment when he's going to teach them to build the Mishkan and it comes right after HaKadosh Baruch Hu has been moichel them. He's given them forgiveness even though they had already built the Egel Hazav. The answer the Rebbe and the Shalom tells us is found in the power of people coming together. For each person does Averas, each person does things wrong. But when we come together as Klal Yisrael, there exists a world of Kol Yisrael, described by the Noam Elimelech. And that place has no Chet, has no Pesha. So Moshe Rabbeinu brought them all together after the Chet HaEgel. And when the Hashras HaShchina was about to happen amongst them, he brought them all together to show them the power of what could happen if we bond ourselves together as one people. We know that Chazal tell us in many other places of the notions of togetherness that bring about the Hashras Ashkina. As it says by Matan Torah, Ki Ishechad Belevechad. And as it says, speaking of the future of Ahi Bishur and Melech, the Yisasef Roshayam, HaKadosh Baruch will be the Melech for Klal Yisrael when everybody is together. So what can we do for real? How can we bring the Jewish people together at this difficult time in hopes to bring the Geula? Each one of us has a role and the simple thing that we can get together to do today is to be moichel, to forgive. For if we will forgive, we create greater and greater bonds between Jewish people. We create a bond between myself 
and the one whom I've been distant from because I wasn't willing to be Michael. And we create a great zchus for Klal Yisrael because the Gemara tells us in Masech the Rosh Hashanah Daf Yud Zayin Kol Hamavir Al Midosav Mavirin Lo Al Kol Peshav. Anyone who will forgive, anyone who does not makbid, then what happens is the Rebona Shalom is not makbid about that person as well. That's the power that we've gathered for here today. That's what stands in front of us, the power of Kol Yisrael, Ishachad Belevechad. It's now my privilege to introduce HaRav Shmuel Kamenetsky Shlita, the Rosh Hashiva in Philadelphia. This is Shmuel Kamenetsky. I'd just like to add, if it's possible to add, people should try to get together. It's the time of Pesach, it's the time that call is for it, to bring a Kobe and Sibyl together. We bring also all the Kabbalists. It's not just for ourselves. And Pesach is a time that we became Oisabodi, became closer to Akrishbohu. We are all closer together. So closer together means that we should not have Loshnor of one another. We should see only the Tevan in each person. We should see only the good in a person. And that's the, that's the purpose of Pesach. And that's the purpose of bringing Kalisvah together. Then we'll be Meshach. After seven weeks, we'll be to Shuas, which is Kabbalah Satera. If you want to be Kabbalah Satera, we have to be learned from the Kabbalah Tesla that we all have to be together. And together means I care for one another. Care for one another, that is the greatest what we can do for Kalisvah. We are part of college for us. We have to realize that. Thank you very much. Rabbi Pinchas Young Schlitter. This is part of the program, A Moment of Forgiveness. My name is Pinchas Young from Muncie. In this unprecedented matzav of what looks like quite a serious charoin af with the virus, with all the problems entailed, with the inability to function as normal. Surely Hashem Yisbarach would like us to do something in order to change at this time of the year Badafka that Midas Adin for Midas Arachamim. And what has been recommended by Samnoshim Tzidkonius is the concept of a moment of forgiveness, to forgive somebody, forgive somebody without any conditions, and as a result, to change the mood in the world. The story was told by Rav Franz Schlitter of two women who had a brogus for years, and as a result, did not talk to each other. When they would see the other one approaching, they would try to avoid meeting, cross the road, or go another way. But the main thing is that they would not want to communicate at all with each other. And this went on for several years, and it could have gone on forever. Till one day, we'll call them Rochel and Leah, Rochel realized, you know what, enough is enough. And she decided that she's going to approach Leah, Adarabba, she's going to swallow her pride, She's going to ask Leah, please let us start to communicate once again. Let's be friends once again and let us forget the past and let us 
think in terms of the future and tachlis and living on the basis of v'havtarecha k'moicha. So, on the next occasion, when the two were approaching each other, Rochel Badafka went out of her way to go up to Leah. Leah was in shock and said, Hello, Leah, yes, I know, but I'd like to talk to you. I, Dafka, want to talk to you. And she broke the ice, and she felt first Leah may be a bit resistant, but not for long. And then Leah agreed with her, Why are we playing the fool for so long? Why can't we normalize our relationship like it was before this started? I barely remember what it was all about. And Rochel said, If there's any need for you to forgive me, I beg you forgiveness, please a moment of forgiveness, and let us from now on start relating to each other in a warm, friendly way, as befits the Hanhuga of Benoist Yisrael. Leah said, you know what, I think you're absolutely right. Let's put the past behind us. Let us, as from now, start being friends once again, as we used to be in the good years. And let us just be Mekayim for Haftu Reach Kamoicho. Rochel, when she had a chance, met Rav Frand and said to him, I got the inspiration to do this from one of your shiurim. I want to tell you that originally I thought I'm doing Leah a favor, but afterwards I realized I did myself a much bigger favor, because now every time I meet Leah, instead of my blood pressure going up, instead of feeling pangs in my stomach. Instead, I feel a joy. I smile. It makes my day. I have a new friend. And I am a much happier person in my relationships with others too. And therefore, what I thought was a gemilas chesed and a toiva to somebody else, I realized the first one to benefit from all this is me. So, if we want to do something as a toiva for ourselves, as a toiva for the matzav, as a toiv of the Klal Yisrael, that sees the opportunity as soon as possible and creates such a moment of forgiveness, a moment of mechila, and hopefully, we should be zoicha to mena mageifo minach lesecho. We should be zoicha to chakosha v'sameach. We should be zoicha the gula shalema bimheirav yomeinu omein. Rabbi Ephraim Elio Shapiro Shlita. A few days ago, I received a phone call from a man. I'm not using his real name. We'll call him Mr. Frankel. And Mr. Frankel tells me he's remaining in his home, but he had to leave to pick up a specific medication. And so before leaving to the pharmacy, he took upon himself different precautionary measures. He put on a mask. He put on gloves. And then he did additional things. He put on another mask. He took a scarf and he wrapped it and wrapped it around his head. And then he picked up the collar or the back of his coat and then another mask and another scarf. And that's the way he leaves to the pharmacy. Upon entering the pharmacy, the pharmacist turns to him and says, Mr. Frankel, how are you? And naturally he was stunned. He said, you recognize me? And he said, sure, of course I do. And when Mr. Frankel told me that story, I thought to myself, that's who we Claudius all are. Right now we're going through a matzav achayim. It could be said we have upon us one mask and another mask. 
In other words, we're going through different situations and difficulties. There are people in quarantine and people in self-isolation, people who are locked up in their home, people who are having different trials and tribulations, people who are approaching Pesach 5780 with many, many difficulties never having been experienced. It's like one mask upon another mask. And yet, our essence who we are as an individual, yet as Klal Yisrael as a whole. Our name will burst forward. We're always identifiable. We're always recognizable. Whatever the mask might be, whatever the situation might be that we're going through, a trial, a tribulation, a difficulty, like so many are right now, yet our name, our essence, it's identifiable who we are. It will burst forth. This is who a Yid is. We're trying to become better in our Torah, in our Aveda, in our Gemilas Chasodim, in learning, in Tehillim, in performance of mitzvahs. And that's what this call is all about. We're having a gathering now, a moment of forgiveness, where we're trying to gather hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Yidin from around the planet, around the globe where everybody will be able to say and verbalize, yes, there is someone that they're Michael. This is who we are, although we have upon ourselves the mask and the difficulty. But our name and our essence will always burst forth. We try to do more. We try to become better. And that's why this has been arranged and organized now for Yidin across the entire planet to unite, hopefully at the same moment, and for each and every one of many, many hundreds of thousands to verbalize and to say, if they can, a particular person, someone that they're being Michael, something that they're being Mavater, a phone call that they're finally, finally going to make. We can do it. We must. It is who we are. It's our essence. In fact, perhaps it might be said about this moment of forgiveness. We hope that Ezra Hashem will shake the very foundations that as a result of all of us gathering and making a call, saying a capital, saying the paragraph, verbalizing someone that we're going to be Mavata or be Michael, that in that schus, the Ezra Hashem, we beseech the Rebina Shalaylam that it should bring an end to that which we're going through. And perhaps we can have the bracha Rashi in the beginning of Bamidbar says, because of Klal Yisrael's dearness before the Rebina Shalom, because of the Chiba that he has for us, he counts us at all times. Kolsha literally means every hour. We have to wonder, says Rabbi Cheskul Mikuzmir, Literally, does the Rebina Shalom count as Kol Sha'a every hour? Is that what Rashi is telling us, Kol Sha'a every hour? Says Rabbi Cheskul Mikuzmir, the word Sha'a means something else. There's a mission in Pirkei Yovas in the very beginning of Perik Dalid that says, Hu Aymer, a person shouldn't be scornful of anybody or dismissive of anything. There's no person that doesn't have his Sha'a. What does Sha'a mean in that Mishnah? Sha'a means their defining moment. 
their defining attribute and quality, their shining moment of glory, everyone has their Sha'ah. With that definition of Sha'ah, says Rabbi Cheskumu Kuzmir, the Rebina Shalayim has such a Chiba for Klau Yisrael, Maina Oisem Kol when does the Rebina Shalayim count us? When we achieve our Sha'ah, when we achieve our moment, that defining moment, that moment of glory, that Sha'ah, that brilliant, shining Sha'ah that will burst forth. It's precisely then, at that Sha'ah, that the Rebina Shalayim mitoichi basan counts us. Let us be Zaycha, this is our Sha'ah. Let this be the Shah of Klau Yisrael around the globe. Let this be the Shah that shakes the very foundations. This moment of forgiveness. This moment of expressing a mechila. Let this be the Shah that the Rebina Shalom says, Mitoichi Basan, now is when I count you. This is your Shah. This is your essence. And in that schus, let it bring an end to that which we're going through. Let it bring refuas and Yeshua's to all those who need. Let it serve as a shmirah for all of Klal Yisrael. And let it bring about for us this month of Nisa now. The Geula Shalem Abim Heir and the Amenu Amen. Rabbi Pesach Kron, Shlita. Hello, everyone. My name is Rabbi Pesach Kron, and I am so honored to speak on the Ichud Klal Yisrael Ki Ishechad Belevechad program. As we approach the Hevge Yontaf of Pesach, I want to share with you something that I think is so appropriate, especially in this difficult time, when on one hand, everyone in Klal Yisrael is united, and yet on the other hand, we're each separate, quarantined, alone in many, many of our homes. And the question is, how do we balance this? And I believe that the answer is, it's a time for growth. We have to know that the Abishta has given us an opportunity to grow together, each as an individual, to bring out the best within ourselves. How are we going to do that? Well, I want to show you something that is absolutely amazing, and it has always been amazing to me, and that is the name of the Yontif of Pesach. What does it mean? Most people think Upesach means Upesach Aleim, Hashem passed over the doorpost, right? But I'll tell you something. If you look in Shemais Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud Gimel, you'll see an amazing thing. That's not what Rashi says. Upesach Aleim, Rashi says, Vichamalti Aleim. I had compassion on them. Targum says, Ve'echus Aleichain. I had Rachmanis on you. That's what Pesach means. Yeah, of course, Pesach, sometimes it means to pass over. That is true. And that's how the Goyim got their name Passover for the Yontif. But Pesach actually means to have Rachmanus. And if you take a look in the Mechilta Zion, Pesach, uh, Mechilta Zion in Shemois, it says, Rabbi Yechanan says, Upasachti Aleichem Anichas. On all of you, I had Rachmanus. I did not have Rachmanus on the Mitzrayim. And so therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, wherever you may be in this world, just remember the Yontif of Pesach is caring. Chomal, chas. That's what we have to care for each other. And perhaps we have to be a little bit more forgiving than we were ever before. 
And now's the time maybe to make a call to somebody that you never made a call to before because to everybody's home and say, you know something, maybe it's time we finished with the uh, bitterness that we've had over the years. And if you know that there's some woman that's alone and can't get out shopping, obviously, and you have somebody that's doing your shopping, think about that person. Let that person know that you care. Make a call. So I want to tell you a very moving story that I just heard the other day from a the head of a cautious organization. And he told me like this. They have a certain cheese uh, company that they have to give a hashkacha for. And there's a mashpiach, a man with children, who goes in once a month for two days. It's a very, very difficult process in this cheese processing plant, and it has to be there between 24 and 36 hours. What happened was that the company found out that he was coming from an area that had been quite infested with that virus, and they didn't want him to show up. If he didn't show up, he wasn't going to get paid. So they called the head of the company, obviously the conscious organization, and the cautious organization had to get somebody from a different area. And listen to this. That fellow who went in for the grueling time of almost 36 hours, when he got home, he called the company. He called the cautious organization. And he says, look, you know, I'm a little bit uh, older. My children are grown already. I don't need the parnasa the way the other person does. I want you <laughs> to give him the money as if he was the one that went in. Don't even tell him it's coming from me. But this is my Ben Oda Mahavera at this moment. I don't need the money. He can have it. I know that I sweated and I went in there to do that job. And that's what Kalal Yisrael is all about. There's a famous story I wrote in my Haggadah. It's called At the Magid Seder. And there are fabulous stories about Chesed in there, how Rabbi Solomon made sure that Erev Pesach, there were children that got tickets to the Gan Chayot, and, a, and a, somebody asked him, Rabbi Solomon, Erev Yontif, you got to get the kids tickets to the Gan Chayot? And he said, yeah, they have to know, even Erev Yontif, and they have a place to go on Cholomoy because otherwise they would ruin the uh, Yontif, the Simchat Yontif of their parents and themselves, not knowing where they could go. In other words, friendship is foresight. That's what it's about. And that's what we have to think about. Hashem, stop the locomotive. We're all on a journey. We're going someplace. Where we're going? We're going with Torah, Yerushalayim, Abbas Yisrael. But we've got to think about it. I think that on one hand, many people could look at the upcoming Sadarm as very sad. And they're going to say, well, we're not going to have family. We're not going to have friends and everything like that. Well, that may be true. But you know something? This is the time to prepare. Now is the time to prepare for the real Ruchniyastika lessons of what we can learn from the Helga Yontif and from each part of the Seder. Take a look at the Haggadahs, mine or others, and take a look and you will see there are such important lessons to learn. Let's make that part of us so that next year, Mitashem and Yerushalayim and Akkadish, when we come together with family and friends, and throughout the year, we'll be able to have a tremendous Avash Yisrael and once again reach that level to Ishechad Uvalevechad. My Rebbe, Rabbi Yisachar Franz Lita. There is a very sobering, if not frightening, uh, word from the Arizal, Laria Kodesheh Tzadik Levracha. On the Poskin Sefer Dvarim, Ki Poleim Imcha, 
דבר למשפט בין דום לדון, בין דין לדין ובין נגע לנגע. Which succinctly means that if there's something that's epole, it's, it's beyond comprehension. You can't understand why this is happening. For instance, as Zariya Kodesh explains, being dom la dom, why blood is being spilled without any explanation, or being din la din, why very, very strict tinium and shasa din are occurring to Klau Yisrael. which we can translate, I think, in our day and time, referring to Magefus. Why is this happening? What is this all about? What are we doing wrong? What can we do about it? And it's ki pole mimcha. It's beyond you. It's a pella. It's a wonder. So the Ariyah Kodesh says that the Torah is telling us what to do and what this may come from. And that's the next three words in the Pesach. Pivrei rivais bisharecha. Meaning that this is because of machlekes. Riv. That's why it may be happening. Because when you think about it, Kalal Yisrael as a tzibur has a certain protection. The Yibbana Shalom protects Kalal Yisrael. We're a tzibur, we're an amechad. And therefore, how could such a thing befall all of Klal Yisrael, indeed all of the world? The answer is, is because maybe we don't have the schus of the tzibur, because maybe we're not considered as one unit, as one people. Because tzivay rivais bisharecha, because of our machlekes. Now perhaps we cannot solve the machlekesen that are beyond our communities, or even in our communities, But there's one type of machlekes that each and every one of us can solve. And there's machlekes that exist within our own families. And this is not an uncommon phenomena. Unfortunately, it's all too common. Parents don't speak to children. Children speak to parents. Siblings don't speak to each other. It's just terrible. In-laws don't speak to their in-law children, etc., etc. I don't have to elaborate. And that we can all solve. We perhaps cannot solve all the communal issues, all the global issues among us, but we can resolve the things among ourselves. And that we can do by being Michael, each other. That when we go to sleep at night and we say before Kriyashma, I'm Michael to anyone who offended me, have in mind specifically those people in your family that you may have some kind of issue with. Be Michael them. It's not Kedai. It's worthwhile to save Klai Yisrael. Rav Chaim Shalevitz, Zechot Tzadik Levrocha, the great Mir Roshiva, once said that one of his most vivid memories, or if not the most vivid memory of the 1967 war in which we got back to Kaisal HaMaravi, he remembers that in the Mir Yeshiva, he was the great Mir, he was the Mir Roshiva in Yerushalayim. And the bomb shelter for the neighborhood existed in the basement of the Mir Yeshiva. And when there was bombings that were following, we have to realize they were literally on the border. And when bombs were coming from, from Jordan or in the neighborhood, everybody ran from the entire neighborhood into the bomb shelter that's under the Yeshiva. And one day, the bombs were falling, and they would hear the reverberations of the bombs, but it got closer and closer. And finally, there was one bomb that hit right next to the Yeshiva. And the entire building shook, and people were scared out of their lives. People starting started saying vidui, they started saying saying Shema Yisrael. They were screaming at the top of their lungs. They were crying. 
Ruchan Shlevet says that there was one woman in that neighborhood in Beis Yisrael who was an aguna, a woman whose husband had left her but refused to divorce her properly and give her a get. This woman was lived in limbo, not married and not single. She was an angry, tormented woman. At that moment, when the bombs started falling right above their heads, the woman stood up and declared, Rebina Shalolam, you know that my husband made my life miserable. He made me a life in prison. I have no present, no future. Rebina Shalolam, I forgive my husband. Won't you forgive the Yiddish people? Won't you forgive us and save us? Rav Chaim said, It was not the Talmidim of the Helech Amir Yeshiva that saved us that night, but it was that woman, because that woman was ready to forgive, and we all were forgiven. And that is what we all have to do. We have to forgive to anyone and everyone who has injured us. We have to be Mechadim, Belev, Gomer, and with that, we should once again reunite as a Tzibor and a Klau Yisrael, and we should be Zeichet to a Yeshua from this terrible Machla. Mrs. Pearl Abramowitz. I want to thank Shandy Kleinman for asking me to speak. My name is Pearl Abramowitz. This is the first time I'm going to speak in my life without my husband helping me prepare to speak. Today is the first day I'm sitting Shiva for my husband. We buried him last night. When I saw in the hospital and what was going on there, it's not for... I don't think that children should even hear this. I'll start from the beginning. My husband got sick two weeks ago on Sunday. He got a very bad case of corona right away. He got very, very, very sick. And he was telling me that he doesn't think he's going to make it. The things I saw in the hospital are things that I said that no child should ever, ever, ever have to see. My husband. My husband was very, very, very sick. I'm very grateful that I was able to get into the hospital to see him. Most people were not able to see him, to see them. I'm going to make a long story very, very short. I was I was called the third time in three days. They told me that, the doctor called and told me that my husband's not going to make it. His blood pressure was going down, and he wasn't being oxygenated anymore. He was completely out. And I don't know how I was lucky enough to get into the hospital. You just mommy, you don't know what I saw in there. Eden, mommy squished together. Respirators, long beards, <laughs> all the monitors. The place was empty. They didn't let anybody in. On the way in, I one of the times I tried to get in, I met outside the head of hospital, a big tzaddik. I don't even know his name, and I was crying to him, and they're not letting me in to see my husband, and my husband's dying. And he told me my my father's in there, and I can't get in either. I actually was like the next day to get into the room, wrap myself up with a bunch of masks. I don't know what they made me do, double gloves with some kind of things. I got to say video with my husband. (laughs) A few hours later, they called me from the hospital that 
with Mr. You know, when you see life and death like this, nothing matters. What matters? Nothing matters. Only that we should have each other. We should be good and kind and loving to each other. That's all. In the beginning of the week when he got sick, I called my aunt in Israel, and her husband gave me something to read. I'm sorry, but my brain is very not here. And he's something. I don't want to quote from where because I don't even know. A rebbe that said that my, when we have a magefa, that it comes from a chlekes. Looked at my husband and I said, we're going everybody. We're going to be everybody. Let's be muscle everybody. My husband and I worked on this together all the time. Being Michael somebody doesn't mean that I'm in denial. Doesn't mean I'm saying that what's happening is okay or that someone is being nice when they're being not nice. That's not what Michael means. And being Michael doesn't mean that I'm not protecting myself. Being Michael means that I understand that we are all so flawed. We're human beings that make mistakes. And nobody is perfect. And nobody means bad. When I'm Michael, somebody, I'm saying I'm Michael, and they're very limited. We're all so limited. And whatever's happening is what Hashem wants. If any way this is happening, this is what they the world. My husband was such a kind, gentle, healing person. Was so kind and gentle. They were schlepping him in with Atala, and he was telling me, "Make sure to pay the cleaning lady for all the days she didn't come, because never how is she gonna feed her family?" Just cared about other people so deeply. He called me from the hospital. He wasn't breathing. He couldn't do anything. He's on the phone. He's telling me, "I can't breathe. I can't breathe." They want to put me on a respirator. I said, don't worry. Go on a respirator. Don't worry. He said, but who's going to take care of you? I'm not going to be able to talk to you for two weeks on the phone. He thought he was going to be on a respirator for two weeks. He was only worried that he should be able to talk to me. He was in so much pain. He cared so deeply about other people. They went for a school for my husband. My husband. You know, in bed. Well, you're safe. I just want to end by saying that we're going to grow. We're going to all learn and grow from this. We're going to be stronger and better for this. Hashem is going to help us. We're going to rebuild like never before. Rabbi Fischl Schechter Schlita. So you lay in bed at night. And you hear the, the shrill siren. It cuts into you. Not a terribly uncommon occurrence in the city of siren. But now with the streets so quiet, the siren is so much louder. And you know what it means. Another one of the brave Atzala members that are just doing impossible hours, risking their lives to save people. But why the siren? The streets are so empty. The siren digs in. You know what it means. You try to close your ears. The siren is louder. You try to close the window. The siren is louder. Because the Hashem doesn't want us to close our ears. He doesn't want us to close the window. The Hashem wants us to respond. 
He wants us to respond because there's something we can do about it. What can we do about it? We can be in the spalo. We can also say we're Michael, everyone around us. Imagine if each and every one of us together said we're Michael, everybody, period. Anything that went on in my life, I'm Michael. I don't want Chassam, anyone to be punished because of me. Imagine we all said this together. Is that what the Rabbi Nishalalim is calling out to us? We can try. We can try. What right do we have not to try? The Zayra Kaddish tells us that the Tana was watching someone sit down. He was about to eat lunch and a snake slowly came and was about to bite him. And a twig fell off a tree, snap, killed the snake. The man didn't see anything. He got up to leave and the boulder dislodged and started crashing down. The Tana ran after him and said, your life was just saved twice. Do you realize that? He goes, no. What do you do? What's your source? He says, before I go to sleep every night. I say, Irene Michael, I'm Michael. Let's say it together. Anyone different ways to touch the word exactly, but anyone that got me angry, anyone that antagonized me, or sinned against me, whether against my goof, my body, whether my money, whether my honor, regardless of what I have, then the Ines may be whether that person did it not knowingly, totally not knowingly or willfully, by mistake or on purpose, whether in speech or with action, whether in this Gilgal or in a different Gilgal. I don't want anyone to be punished because of me, whether right or wrong. Why should we not say this together again and again and again? And then we call out and we cry to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let's take a pitful kuflame together. Shir HaMalais, Mimamakim Kirasich Adinai, Adinai Shima Zekaili, Tiyana Aznecha Kashuvas Lekail Tach Nunai, Imavainas Tishmaya Adinai Mi Yamaid, Ki Imcha Haslicha Laman Tivorei, my daughter told me that in a, in a complex up on top of Shemgar with the two apartments out, there's about eight huge apartment houses, 12, 12 floors high. Every day at 4 o'clock, everyone comes out with their kids on the porches now, and there's music. just gives them a spirit. Is that what we should do? Yeah, we have to be besimcha, but we also have to be mispaul. It has to be vigilu berada. But maybe if we're really serious about me, Michael, anyone, there won't be a shaila. We'll all be doing that singing and dancing very quickly in Yerushalayim, Irakaydesh. Can we all
This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.